independent thought, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The economy's stupid. How is the economy? Right? We're always trying to figure out, is the economy good? Is it bad? I don't know. A lot of people have no idea anymore. I mean, it's like, I hear we're in a recession, but we're not in a recession. And at the same time, we're not in a recession, but we're kind of in a recession. And we could be added to a recession. We've just got through a recession. Uh, we had two quarters that were down. What about our third quarter? The Commerce Department's Bureau of Economic Analysis says the 2.6% surge in gross domestic product reflects increases in exports, consumer spending, and investment. But after two quarters of declines in the GDP, analysts are more than a little suspicious about such a dramatic increase. They fear that the latest number is less of a trend and more of a one-off. A, a one-off, a trend, a blip, it's up, it's down, it's... I, I don't think anybody knows. You know who knows? You do. Right? Because you go to work every day and you take the pulse of your customers and what's going on. Are your customers worried? Because if they're spending like they're a drunken sailor and not worried about anything, well, then you're probably more, more apt to go, I'm not too worried. If your customers are starting to pull back a little bit, just a smidge, pull back over here, then you're starting to think, well, something's up. Something is up. So it's the economy. Stupid. Always. Look at the numbers. Bears it out across the board. That's what we worry about. Well, amongst other things. That being this weird world we live in where everybody feels, especially a younger generation of entitlement i'm entitled to whatever it is that i want however i want it mom and dad said so and i'm entitled to you employer making me employee happy and i bring this up because uh uh the other day uh the cdc came out and you know what if it's not one thing it's another and this one's about toxic work environment when i first heard this i thought toxic work environment oh i see what you're saying toxic work environment so it's like chemicals. So you run a bunch of chemicals. Like, oh, this chemicals suck. It's horrible. Blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. It wasn't about that. It's about your mental health. Oh. It's undeniable that our workplaces have a powerful impact on our mental health. And the pandemic really shed light on that. It pulled a curtain back on, I think, what many people had been experiencing. And people have been going through a reckoning, asking themselves what they really want out of work, but also what they're willing to sacrifice for work. And that's part of the reason where we see that over 80% of people are now saying that they want to work in a place that supports mental health and well-being. Is, is, is that the employer's job, is to make you mentally strong? Make you happy? Is that their gig? Is, is that it? I'm just, I'm curious. That's the, that's the CDC. That, that is the guy, right? He's, he's along with the, that's, that's the U.S. Surgeon General who has put out with the CDC all of these things that you can do. The warning of the toxic work environment. And it's so, it's not the job. It's the fact that a vast majority of younger people in particular can't handle stress anymore. It's too much. They want me to show up on time. They want me to, 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 to get my job done. All the stuff. <laughs> it's insane. So, by the way, uh, I have employees. I want them to do their job. That's it. Do their job. And uh, mental health, if they don't feel good, if they're mentally struggling, uh, well, then, then you know, uh, is, it, is it me? Do I have to do something? Right? Is it me? I'm waiting for the relationship thing now. It's you're going to go to therapist and the therapist is going to go, Jenny, uh, you're not happy. 
Roger, you don't make her happy. I thought my job was for me to be happy and for us to be a, a unit and to grow together and stuff. And, and no, no, you need to make her happiness. Oh, no, no, that's not my job. Your job is to do your job. If you want more fulfilling work, find more fulfilling work. Nobody is forcing you to go in and do that gig. But I don't like it. But it pays the bills. Then find something that's fulfilling if that's what you want. But that doesn't pay the bills. Well, do you want to eat or do you want to sleep on your mom and dad's couch? Those are because they turned their room into, you know, uh, your, your, uh, your sister's living in the other room now. Because her job didn't make her happy. And then we turned your room into uh, the sewing room. Oh, geez. But I'm so stressed by work. That stress that people experience in the workplace, when it's chronic in particular, or when it's severe, it can have a real impact both on our mental and physical health. The flip is that if you actually have an investment in mental health and well-being in the workplace, that not only helps a worker, but it actually helps workplaces by improving productivity, by improving employee retention, enhancing creativity in the workplace. So this is really a win-win. Oh, is that what it is? It's a win-win. Yeah, I want my people to be happy. But if the job itself makes them stressed out to the point that they mentally cannot cope, then this isn't the gig for them. And I bring all of this up today just to show you the wacky world that we live in, to have an understanding of where we're headed at times, but also to remind you that there are people out there who, you know what, they're doing it right. There is something going around the Internet. You'll probably see it uh, over the next couple days uh, if you haven't already seen it. It's a dude took his kid to a basketball game. That's right. Took his kid to a basketball game. Why should that be? uh, Because he took his kid to a basketball game right after he got out the mine. And he didn't go home and shower. And he looked like he'd just come out the mine. And if you've seen a coal miner, you know what they look like. For many families, it's more than just a basketball game. It's about making memories that will last a lifetime. I was really excited to make all these memories with, with my kids and my wife. Kentucky's blue and white game in Pikeville Saturday gave Michael McGuire that opportunity. While most of the fans were in their Kentucky blue, Michael was in his work clothes and covered in coal dust, having gone from the coal mines straight to the game to be with his family. So think about that. Straight to the game. You think that dude likes going in the coal mine? No. You think his job is 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 one where he needs to go to his employer and say, "You need to make me happy." You need to no. You know what makes him happy? Taking care of his family, taking care of his responsibilities, being able to take the money that he makes to do things like go to the Kentucky Wildcat game and take his family. Let's juxtapose that. The dude at the mine. Was say, I don't know, a Twitter employee who would be somebody who wants their heart to sing and their job is so stressful. Welcome to a day in my life as a Twitter employee. So this past week went to SF for the first time at a Twitter office, badged, honestly took a moment to just soak everything in. What a blessing. Also started my morning off with an iced matcha from the perch. Then I had a meeting, so quickly scheduled one of these little pod 
rooms, which were so cool. They're literally noise canceling. Took my meeting, got ready for lunch. Look how delicious this food looks. Oh my goodness, I was so overwhelmed. Yeah. So, let's go back to Kentucky Minor Guy. Busting his ass. Get his kid to the game. Take his family straight from the mine. Not worried about his mental health, right? Actually working in a toxic environment. She's like, I'm starting my day off with a macchiato. It's going to be awesome. And by the way, when she says look at the food, their cafeteria is like a Michelin star restaurant. That they don't pay for. You get your snacks and all the stuff for free. Oh, my goodness. Back to Kentucky Minor Guy. Not bitching about his life and space. And worried about the crumbling uh, mental health. No. He, and trust me, I'm sure he's got stress as much as anybody else. It was pretty much either come straight there or miss half the game going home to take a shower and everything. Michael wanted to be there as his son Easton experienced his first Kentucky basketball game and take in every moment. Oh, he, he had a blast. He, he was dancing and... Yeah, having fun. Screaming and yelling, hooting and hollering. Memories. And I say this because that's a guy who's doing a gig that he probably didn't think one day, yeah, I can't wait to go deep into a coal mine. Breathing noxious, poisonous gas, even though they're doing everything they can to try to make it safer. Uh, so I could maybe get black lung one day. Uh, so people can drive Teslas and demand certain things. And I say that because the Twitter folk are demanding uh, a lot of stuff, like dignity and safety in their work environment. They have a letter that they're sending out to Elon Musk. Now he's taking it over, right? And it's so, uh, yeah, because, and that guy's at a basketball game covered in coal dust so he could take his kid. Let's go back to Twitter. Made my way down to this log cabin area to kind of unwind a bit. Also found this really cool meditation room. I didn't do any yoga, but they have this yoga room if you are a yogi. So also thought that was really cool. Had a couple more meetings in the afternoon. Went to the went to the library. Had to have our afternoon coffee. So made some espresso. And then before leaving for the day, had some red wine um, that's on tap. Went up to the rooftop and just honestly enjoyed the beautiful weather she's also the kind of person that sends the letter that says i don't think it's going to be safe to work here because elon might restore free speech the coal miner guy's like i'd take my kid to the bank and i wasn't gonna miss that some memory yeah it's not your employer's job to make you happy kids okay it's not it's not your husband or wife's job to make you happy and when everybody says uh i have the right to happiness no you have the right to pursue happiness but doesn't mean you're going to catch it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff uh, still to squeeze into. Mike Lyon's going to join us. Worried a little bit. Every day it seems like we're getting closer to something. And now with the, oh my goodness, I think the Ukrainians are getting ready to drop a dirty bomb, which is the MO for, oh my God, we're going to have to do one of these. And we'll blame it on them, uh, which nobody believes. We're going to talk about how close it's getting to Let's just say upping the ante in this world. We've also got number three in your horror movie countdown. Uh, a lot of stuff to squeeze into. 323-538-2423 is your 
text line. A lot of text to get to today and some uh, tweets as well. A lot of hatred out there. You guys are doing solid. RUFFgreens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Go to Rough Greens right now and enjoy a free bag of Rough Greens. It's on Dr. Dennis Black. He is the founder of 25 years. He's been a naturopathic doctor. That's after Green Beret, Vietnam era helicopter pilot, decorated We can go on and on with all of his accomplishments, but he loves animals. And his goal in life was to always make sure that everybody had the opportunity uh, to try his rough greens, to see what it could do for their animals. And it is incredible. My dogs love it, and your dogs will too. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. All you do is sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. It brings your dog's food to life. Try it now for free. Cover the cost of shipping, which is a few bucks. Put it to the test. Get it now by going to ruffgreens.com slash chad, roughgreens.com slash chad, roughgreens.com slash chad. Chad Benson Show. Deep states? Uh, No. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. Three and a half percent unemployment is still near historic lows. And even though inflation makes consumers feel pessimistic, the jobs market tells economists that this economy is very likely not in recession yet. Uh, not in a recession, kind of in a recession, should be in a recession. I, I don't know. If, I don't even know what a recession looks like anymore because, again, we've had we were upended with covid. We handed out more money uh, and hypercharged inflation. We kept rates way, way, way too long. Uh, at, at record lows and then historic lows, then lows that we didn't even think were possible to still function as a society. I don't think anybody knows. On the one hand, Americans continue to spend, but on the other, in this world of rising interest rates, the housing market has been showing signs of weakness with mortgages getting more expensive. Business spending is also expected to slow down with companies like Google, Microsoft, and Facebook in just the last 24 hours talking about the weakness they're experiencing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously issues out there, but pinpointing them is odd because you're not quite sure, like, what exact, what are the issues? Well, for this, this sector of the company, you know, world, it is like, like the tech sector is going through stuff. Well, yeah, but they really grew. I think they realized that it's, it's odd that the more that we become technologically advanced, the more people we need. And I think they overhired as a lot of businesses do in good times. And, they, and we, get, we can do more with less. Uh, there's some of that. Uh, there's still some supply chain issues. But then you go out and it's like restaurants, like a, an hour wait. And you're like, well, they don't have enough wait staff. We'd love to hire somebody. It's, 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 it's a weird time. But inflation is out there. People are feeling that. Still pay, I'm still paying. I paid $4.25 today for gas. $4.25. Should be about $2.25. But that's what I paid for gas. Uh, that sucks. Eggs, you know, milk, the necessities in life, still very damn expensive. That's why the best thing to do is just simply uh, play lotto. Lotto fever, lotto fever. Woo! Lotto fever. So no winner, I guess, last night uh, when it comes to the lotto or Powerball. I think it is now 800 million bucks. That's pretty good right there. It's pretty damn good. 
So 800 million on Saturday. And of course, you've got to go through, what would you do with all the money? Help my family, no. help people, no. start businesses, no. invest. No. Absolutely. No, hide. Um, send my girls off to college. Yeah, right now. They're only six, but I don't want them in the house. So we're going to send them off to college. We're going to build them their own college. <laughs> of course, you're going to help your family if you like your family. If you don't, but the helping people thing, I was I, hide. That's the first thing you do. You hire attorneys, you set yourself up, you hope you're in a state where you're not made public, and then you hide. That's it. You say, I'm going to take a couple bucks and do splurgy things that I kind of want to do, get that out of the way, and then the rest of it is invested. If you're helping people sounds great. The problem is, is people are going to look at you as you need to help me. They're going to change a lot more than you will. This will just make you the person you are even more so. So if you're a jerk, you'll be more of a jerk. If you're a good person, you'll be more of a good person. Uh, but people around you will start to look at you in a much different way. They change more than you do because you're now a dollar sign. That's why you hide. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. We'll talk to Mike Lyons straight ahead. Russia's having lots of issues. We know that. Could it be getting worse? Could we see a dirty bomb? What about a clean one? No, it's dirty. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. This is all surprised the world. Even some of Ukraine's allies were surprised by Ukraine's resolve and now by Ukraine's counteroffensive that continues to take back the country. And Ukrainian forces are now set to make a big move to try to reclaim the strategically important city of Kherson. This was the first major city taken by the Russians, and now one of the only ones still under the Kremlin's control. Yeah, uh, Jake Tapper, who, by the way, I still think CNN does the absolute best job when it comes to what's going on over in Ukraine. Joining us now is a guy who's on CNN quite a bit, and he's been our uh, guy from the beginning, retired uh, major from the Army, and, of course, our our military analyst, Mike Lyons. And, Mike, uh, the offensive is on. Uh, they are making their moves and they are feeling like not only is this uh, theirs to, to win, it's the question is how long can the Russians hold on before they get so desperate they do something insane? Right. And and what they have is the tactical advantage right now um, based on where troops are aligned in the by the Dnepro River. That's a major obstacle for Russia and Ukraine on some level because if Russia decides to come to the the eastern side of that, then it becomes a natural boundary or border for them that they'll be easily able to defend. That that town, Kherson, is on the western side of the river, so it was more easier for Ukraine to take back. But as you look on a map, you know the, the military guys and the map guys are looking at the map saying, wow, we can take these, this offensive of your Ukraine. You can kind of cut Russian forces in half, surround 
10 to 20,000 troops on on the let's say the western side of that and then leave the rest of the russian military towards uh, the the donbass region um you could have 10 to 20,000 potentially surrender i mean how how would that go over uh in in you know russia with regard to how the fight's going so so on the ground things are going well for ukraine but i still think there's still a significant amount of risk coming and it's got a lot to do with Ukraine's inability to defend their airspace. Yeah, which is you've talked about that. You still are shocked, right, that they aren't just crushing the the Ukrainians with their with the with their military might, if you will, through through the air. Because, like you said, the first thing that we do is what we control the air. Right. Yeah, we, we've had air superiority in every battle we've ever fought since the Korean War. Everyone. So. Um, and but now this it, Russia has now brought introduced these drones, the Ukra- Iranian drones. They're unmanned. They fly low and slow. They're kamikaze. They're de- being deployed in waves and swarms. They're reaching into eastern Ukraine. They're threatening Kiev. They're not targeting the military. They're targeting energy and infrastructure. And winter is coming. And while the U.S. can symbolically send two or three of these air defense platforms to Ukraine to try to help out. It's just there's just not enough of them. And they're, they're easily defeated because they're just easily overwhelmed. It's the kind of Middle Eastern Lebanon, you know, in Israel uh, technology there. There's only so many things you can kind of shoot down because all it takes is one or two to get through those those air defense systems. And I think, frankly, this is a new front in the war. And Russia is starting to recognize they have some some advantage in here. And they combine the drones with the missile technology, this, the land-based surface-to-surface missiles, and they're starting to damage Ukraine when it comes to infrastructure. And again, that's going to lead to lights out for the winter and and no heat, and, pe- and people yeah, are going to starve, talk- and it's going to be a problem. Yeah, talking to Mike Lancer, military analyst, and they're hitting their power grids hard. I mean, that's obviously the 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 one thing that they're figuring out is let's just make it so this winter is not just cold; it's deadly. Yeah. And, and, and Russia is going to continue to Russia. We've talked about this every time they're, they're, it's in their DNA to just wreck the place. They're, they're going to flatten it. They're not they're Go back a thousand years in, in how they operate. Uh, two days ago, Vladimir Putin uh, held a meeting with other Commonwealth of Independent States, which is code for, old, you know, new, uh, you know, Warsaw Pact countries, let's say, or, you know, new school Warsaw Pact countries and said, Ukraine has lost its sovereignty. There's no language on their side whatsoever that's saying that they're willing to start some kind of negotiation or ceasefire. Um, They're still at total war. They're going after civilians. They're going after infrastructure. They're not stopping anytime soon. And they're they're at least going to let this thing go for six or eight months, get through the wintertime, see what else comes in from the West, and just hope they can hold on in the South. So, So while Jake Tapper is right, and if you're a military guy, you're you're seeing all the advantages that Ukraine is doing, but at some point they're going to run out of offensive capability as well because it's much easier on the defense and, and Russia will just dig in. I want you to take a listen to this, and I think a lot of people need to hear, uh, you know, we talk about Russia being Russia. This is a perfect example, though, of I think how Russia thinks about its people uh, and, and it's just numbers. In a video shared by a Ukrainian journalist, you can see what appear to be Russian soldiers complaining that they don't have the basic tools to survive. That's the front line just over there. They sent us here without any training, without anything at all. They've been f***ing us around constantly, our division, the Kantamir division. We don't have any training or supplies, and our guys showed up in their own uniforms, paid for with their own money. 
Yeah, that's uh, not going to be a win if you're just sending people to to die. But that's kind of been their M.O., right? Like the old Stalin saying, a death of one is tragic, death of a million is a statistic. They don't care about numbers, so they're going to throw the numbers at it. But the people at home have to start caring, you would think, at some point in time. You would think if human nature is what it is and you would see some kind of implosion, but it, it hadn't happened in history. We, we we continue to project Western values onto this that just aren't there. We find these pockets of Russian soldiers complaining, but for every one of those guys, there are nine other guys that are just, just show up, shut up, put their head down because if they know if they don't do what they're told, if they decide to you know go backwards at any level, they're going to get shot in the back. So. It is um, it is part of their again part of their DNA unfortunately and and um, it's it's not matching with you know 21st century morality and and, and the like and and what we want the world to look like but I and this is why I continue to think that if Russia can take let's say they can use this time the next six to eight months to even get one division sized unit twenty thousand soldiers if they if they decided to get with Belarus for example. And to train up twenty to thirty thousand soldiers, it could really impact the battle. Um, and that, but that would happen six to eight months from now. The question is whether Russia's got that kind of time to do it. Speaking of that kind of time, uh, how much time do 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 they have getting our stuff? Because we have this weird world again, where you've got uh, r- lots of you know the Tucker Carlsons of the world and. And several prominent Republicans are like, we're just not going to give him a blank check and we're going to cut stuff back. And then you've got, you know, the Democrats, the progressives sent a letter and then they pulled it back and said, we're sorry, you know, saying, hey, progressive yeah. idea ideas aren't warmongering. And then they pulled it back like, well, maybe it is because the right doesn't want to. Where are we with that? Because that's interesting, this fight that we have in, in our politics of uh, maybe we should fund them, maybe we shouldn't fund them. It's it's not our war. It's it's an odd time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that progressive letter that got sent to the president was similar to that. Remember that movie Independence Day when all those people went up to the roof of the hotel in Los Angeles yes. and held up signs? We want peace. It's going to be great. And next thing you know, they were vaporized. Right. So so again, Russia, we, we have to recognize their you know assumptions and what they're saying. And they want the place flattened. And and that that, you know, there's no negotiation with them based on what they're saying right now. So the assumptions in that progressive letter are just so out of touch with reality, which is why someone finally whispered to them and said, uh, this is you got to pull this back quickly. And it, again, it didn't get the embarrassment that it should have had because it was so ridiculous in, in its proposal. Um, but but so, you know, Ukraine won't survive, though, without industrial support from the West, period, full stop. Just again, look at history. Russia has got four, four X, four times in people and capacity and the machine and, and tanks behind the Ural Mountains. They just they're not going to stop. And the economic statecraft really hasn't start, started yet because they don't seem to be suffering from there. The, the, the only way it stops is China tells them to stop. They tell their, you know, their client state to kind of it's time to negotiate this thing. But from an individual country perspective, it's not there yet. I I, I don't see that necessarily the, the check has already been written. We, we've given enough. The, the, there's so much money that has been allocated to Ukraine right now. They can't even spend it in the next two years. So whether the the, the, the Republicans take over, it, it really won't matter. Now, go back to the assembly lines. The issue right now is 
you know, Ukraine air defense platforms are taking precedent over United States orders. The, the, the military, the army's ordered 50 of these same air defense platforms that we're trying to send to Ukraine. So what, what about those? What about our air defense platform? What about, you know, U.S. military security? Th- those are the questions I think politicians have to answer if we're going to put other countries security interests over ours. And I think that's that's the main issue. All right, let's get to the biggest elephant in the room. Uh, they've done their usual. Hey, these people are going to drop a, a dirty bomb, which means, which is code for we're going to do it. But nobody in the real world buys any of this stuff. Uh, explain to everybody what a dirty bomb is, and and are we getting to that point? Because I, Kershaw feels like a dirty bomb. Uh, tactical nuke feels like you get too close to Crimea. Am I am I wrong about that? that's 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 probably where it's going in that um crimea is their alamo they have to have it and um you, you see elon musk trying to negotiate that from the beginning that that's that's going to be their alamo for for sure and they're going to do whatever they have and it's got the the advantage of where it sits from a geography perspective in that they could defend right up to it with you know on, on the black sea in in there and the like a dirty bomb that that is just nothing more than either a temporary or perhaps permanent chemical other other scorched earth weapon system that is designed to inflict terror on the population maybe it's one of the larger conventional ammunitions and that goes off and and again this from russia's perspective this is total war they're not fighting military units they're going after civilians they're, they don't kind of care so a dirty bomb all it does is render the, that area you know inhabitable for x amount of days weeks months or whatever if it's nuclear it's potentially a lot longer than that um the question is you know wh- what's the target anytime someone says something I, I say to me what's the target um there's only so much you can do in a city like Kherson. it'll it'll impact a, s- a small portion of it but to say a dirty bomb takes that city out is just not a good assumption uh, last question. Uh, obviously, Putin's we, we're not quite sure where he's at mentally. I saw that y- Yevgeny uh, Prigozhin has who is the guy who heads up the Wagner group about the only group or the only people in, uh, you know, over there right now who have any real experience. Uh, uh, and he has gone after mm-hmm. uh, Putin basically face to face said, dude, this is not working. You guys are failing. Uh, and, you know, Shoigu and these guys, these people who are running everything they're They're steering you wrong. This is going to get away from you fast. Uh, he's right, isn't he? No, he likely is. And they're enduring a, you know, the, the brunt of this and, you know, the Wagner group are mercenaries. They, they, they travel around. They, they don't necessarily claim to have affiliation to Russia. That's all nonsense, obviously. But, um, but, but, you know, what we've learned from this whole military escapade or whatever they're calling it, special military operation is that all decisions get made at the top by one guy. And whenever any, any of the Russian foreign ministers come out and say anything good or bad, it doesn't matter. So I, nothing's going to change his mind. I think that I think that Vladimir Putin is now in the long game. You know, Russia is only warming up, you know, pick your pick your your phrase. But uh, they're not they're not going to let this winter go by without inflicting as much pain as they possibly can on Ukraine. And and they might lose. They might end up. You know, but but for them, losing might just be um, taking the dome baths and having a greater hold, building a wall between them. I, I've read that those reports. It's the potential of a wall going up. That that's really the next step. It's it's what it's creating a harder boundary between those those four oblasts in the south that um, that separate Ukraine from Russia, and whether or not Russia will defend them. Crazy times we live in, my friend. Uh, love having you on, Mike Lyons, military analyst. Uh, uh, as always, we'll speak to you next week. And thanks so much, brother. Thanks, Chad. Thanks for having me. 
At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Remember, for all the stuff we talk about today, the, 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 the work, the Twitter, the toxicity of work and, and the elections, uh, one bomb goes sideways, and uh, we are not talking about any of that stuff. And there will be only one story. And uh, I still feel like, and I think everybody, this is the biggest story in the world. Well, it's not the biggest story right now for us. In the world, it is. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. My pillow is for kale bed sheets. Uh, for sale. You have a chance to get those right now. They're just $40. You get deep discounts on every single thing you can think of. Check out the slippers. Oh, they're incredible. They've got the amazing towels. And, you know, as it starts to get cold, those slippers make great gifts as well. But 40 bucks for these. They got buy one, get one on all kinds of great things at the uh, mypillow.com slash Benson area. So check it all out. You can get 16 money back guarantees. And what I love about them is their their stuff is incredible. I have the slippers. Now that it's warmer, I will probably, because uh, they're like shoes, I'll probably wear those in. I have my percale bed sheets. I've got my mattress topper. Uh, you guys get what I'm saying here. It's awesome. Right now, get deep discounts on everything. And the percale bed sheets is $40 right now. Get yours by going to MyPillow.com slash Benson. That's MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. It is number three today in your countdown of horror movies. That's straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say woo! You guys ready? On your mark, get set. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. Beware the moonlights. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. What an excellent day for an exorcism. I am Dracula. Chucky, wanna play? I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? It is number three in our countdown today. It is... Jaws. I love the movie. Steven Spielberg was not supposed to be the first director. Took it on. 100 days late, over budget, shot in Martha's Vineyard, a nightmare, but it gave us amazement. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. Oh. <laughs> so incredible. Loved it. Again, Spielberg was not supposed to be the first director in Jaws. Uh, that was supposed to be Dick Richards. But he kept referring to the shark as a whale. So they decided, you know what, we're going to get rid of this guy. And they brought in Spielberg. Supposed to be a Christmas movie release, uh, but that didn't happen. It became arguably the start of what they call the summer blockbuster. Authored by Peter Benchley, who also was a reporter in the movie, a little cameo. Uh, it was incredible, to say the least. First of all, out of all of these things that we talk about, this is the one that actually does happen because, well, sharks. Yeah, that's right, sharks. By the way, how wacky was it at the beginning of this? The original 
plot as far as what they were going to do for the shark is we'll just train a great white shark. <laughs> that didn't work. Instead, they had Bruce, which is the name of Spielberg's attorney, which is a mechanical shark. That's what they went with. The movie was a massive blockbuster. 100 days over filmed because it took forever and a day. That doesn't include reshoots that he did himself. The music. Spielberg thought it was a joke when uh, John Williams, you know, did it. Mm, he thought it was a joke. But at the end of all of this, we had the first summer blockbuster and a movie that all of us, when it's on, will go, oh, you know what? It just started. I'm not going to watch this because it's Jaws and it's awesome. Number three on your scary movie countdown, Jaws. This is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Will there be a tsunami of red? Or will the blue hold serve? That's reference to Republicans and Democrats. If you don't know, they have colors, apparently. It's like a gang war, except with awful gangsters. (laughs) Except with a bunch of gangsters you shouldn't be afraid of. Uh, that is, uh, that's, that's an interesting thing because you y- you sit here and you're like, man, I tell you what, the more that I see the polls, it is getting closer and closer every day. Can we see a switch, right? As far as the Senate, cause that was really the big thing. Cause there was no, I mean, take away all of the tribalism that we have. And we got a lot of tribalism. I don't know if you're aware of this. We have a lot of tribalism. Take away all of those things and just picture it at a normal time when people didn't identify as red or blue. And I don't like my neighbor because they have a sign of so-and-so out in front and I have a sign of such-and-such, so therefore we can't be friends, even though we were friends for years. Can we, you know, go back to that time and think, well, normally these things happen, right? You know, your power, party, here we are, we're the people in charge. Uh, we got a wacky economy, and and it's good at times. It's weird at times. Inflation's through the roof. And at the end of the day, that's what people feel. They feel the inflation. And, But normally, we have a, a switch. We're like, ah, this, this side has too much power. It takes them away. But now we don't live in that time. No, no, no. Now it's like, we don't care what you've done. Just win. Just win. We don't care what we've done. Just go and win. We don't care who you are. We don't care what your character's about. We don't care any of those things. Just get us to vote. Just get us to vote. That's it. That's sad, isn't it? It is. And you got accusations. So here in the biggest governor's race that people are paying attention to, I think, uh, is Carrie Lake, who's bombastic at times. Uh, you know, going up against Katie Heidenhobbs. That's her nickname. That's her fighting name. Heidenhobbs, 
who wouldn't debate. And uh, yesterday there was a break in at the offices of of Hobbs or it happened maybe Monday night. And then there was kind of like an implication from her. Well, you know, this is probably Carrie. And you're just like, oh, my God, that's where we are. Right. Then, of course, you had the other night, the the giant debacle, which I got yelled at a lot yesterday in the old Twitter verse. I don't know why I even go on there, but about because I'm going to wait to go on there until Friday when Elon finally takes over. And we're like, all right, restore some insanity here by letting everybody who hates each other here rather than just one side yelling at the few that have remained in the middle or on the right. The the the, you know, pointing out the fact that that Fetterman had issues is not being cruel. It's being honest. But we have this we we have this almost weird like fear of honesty when it comes to stuff, you know, no matter what it is like we have this like, oh, don't tell us the truth. Tell me what makes me happy. And then I will go put my head in the sand and think that everything else is 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 you know okie dokie and when it doesn't go that way then i'll be surprised and the other night he was struggling i saw a doctor yesterday said i don't know if you guys saw this but it was uh he said <laughs> he's talking about that it was almost uh oz talked cruelly fast i'm like what the hell are you talking about yeah it was it was almost cruel the way that 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 he he was speaking it was so fast because obviously so then that so the doctor says that right it was on cnn then he comes back and and he also says uh he's a doctor specializes in in you know neurology in the study of the dome uh yeah there's no doubt that this guy has suffered some serious neurological damage i'm like whoa 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 so this guy was mean because he spoke faster than you think he does. And on the other side, you're telling us this guy's suffered some serious neuro- neurological damage. It's nuts. I mean, this is where we are. You know, we've got more accusations of yet a num- another person coming out saying that, yeah, old, uh, old uh, you know, old stick it wherever, Herschel Walker, Heisman Trophy winner. Sperm donor paid for another abortion. I'm like, he should get a punch card. <laughs> Stuff, very nice chat. It's, but, and again, we don't care though. That's, that's what I'm telling you is you don't care. Just get me that vote somewhere. Just get it to me. Give me the vote. I don't care. If I have to, we'll fire this guy. Cause I'm almost at the point when I look at the people that are in power. They're like, all right, look, do whatever we can to win. I'll figure it out later. And if we have to fire some of these people and put somebody else in power to to finish out their term, we'll do it. I'll just I'll tell you guys what to do. It's it's nuts. It's insanity. It is. And I'm just sitting here going, man, could it get any worse? Don't say that. Don't ever say that, because then you know what happens. It gets worse. It does. Speaking of worse, wacky, and wild, uh, I heard this the other day, and I thought to myself, Anthony and I were talking about this morning, uh, our vice president, and I want to remind every single one of you, she is a heartbeat away from the presidency, is very excited about something. Very excited. Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just... 
there's something about the, and, and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus, right? And it's part of, it's part of our, our experience growing up. The school bus takes us there. Particular fondness, I must tell you, for electric school buses. I love electric school buses. <laughs> I really do. I've been on these electric school buses, and think about it. On a daily basis, 25 million children in our country every day go to school on those diesel-fueled school buses. These children are inhaling what is toxic air. God, there was one time she was like, I'm so like turned on by these school buses. It's like this every day. It's like, hey, you know, what do you think is going to go on in Ukraine? How are you guys going to really help strengthen the Ukrainian uh, might? And, and what are some of the geopolitical fallout that may come from this? Because, like, have you seen an electric school bus? Wow. We're going to start sending those over there. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? You either smoking something or you just dumb as hell. What? Oh, my God. It's part of, a, you know, a nostalgia and a memory of... <laughs> It's funny, but it's not funny. This is the vice president of the United States of America going on and on about the yellow. Get your ass on that school bus and go home. Just don't even show up to work. You don't need to come back. It's part of our, our experience growing up. <laughs> Just get your ass on the school bus and go home. That's where we are, people. So are you excited? We get what we paid for. And apparently this is what we paid for. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, economy numbers looking bizarrely good, but cautionary. The Commerce Department's Bureau of Economic Analysis says the 2.6% surge in gross domestic product reflects increases in exports, consumer spending and investment. But after two quarters of declines in the GDP, analysts are more than a little suspicious about such a dramatic increase. They fear that the latest number is less of a trend and more of a one-off. Is it possible? Yeah. Are we headed to a recession? That's still a possibility. But with where we are right now, guess what's coming, kids? Because those rate, well, they're going up. 7% now? This report probably won't move the needle. We're still expecting a three-quarters of a percentage point rise in rates for the fourth straight time and possibly another rate increase in December. And the European Central Bank raised their interest rates by three-quarters of a percent for the second straight time, even though Europe is teetering on recession. Central banks around the world know their priority is to get inflation and high prices down, even if it means pushing the economy into a recession. Yeah, that's that's their job. Their job is to choke the economy till it almost dies revive it and hope that there was no long-term damage they're not very good at it though <laughs> it's like what is, how many times you try this like nine how many times does it work like eight and a half it's not worked so half worked yeah yeah it's half time it it's like one like kind of a little bit of work oh oh seven percent now mortgage rates housing market is slumping that usually is the big driver for the economy because nobody wants to move into a new house with old crap. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Talk about the homeless being fed. Coming up in a little bit. Lady feeds the homeless. She goes to jail. Uh, Anthony and I kind of got into it today because I think, you know what? There's a lot more to the story and uh, I think they had every right to do what they did. And of course, I'm a jerk. Of course you are, Chad. Sure.
A little What's Trending coming up. Raycon, best earbuds around. You'll love your Raycons. You can get them right now at a deep discount already, starting under 100 bucks. But if you want earbuds that are going to last, if you want earbuds that you can wear all day without feeling like there's something digging in your ear, if you want something that has got eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life, you've got an amazing set of colors and fit and style, this is what's for you. Three different sound modes. So you got the isolation mode when you're really serious, you want to focus on something, you don't want to be bothered. Uh, you've got that mode that's awareness where you, you're hearing a little bit more from outside because, well, you want to know what your surroundings are like, but you still want to be able to hear whatever it is that you're listening to. And then they've got just the regular mode. Easy to use, incredible, fully charged. You're going to get these and love them. Half the price of other premium uh, audio brands out there right now. Save an extra 15%. Like I said, they start already at $100. Go to buyraycon.com slash Chad. That's buyraycon.com slash Chad. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh my gosh. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Qatar. Suriname. Leonard, Grass, Lamb, Lady Bush, and Lester Banks, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly beef, boom. What's trending? We do it every day. I like to make sure you know what's trending. What's going on out there? What are the haps, the hips, the things that are really making people go, what? Andre the Giant, number one trending thing right now on Twitter. PB pitch, because apparently uh, people are pitching their ideas for a picture book. Man, some people are so weird. Weird out there. It's National Black Cat Day. Prince Harry's memoir, Spares, coming out January 10th. Whoa. It's raw, unflinching honesty. Says the person who helped him write it. <laughs> Facebook's parent company, Meta, is uh, hemorrhaging money, I think is the, the, the word the kids use today. The phrase. The phrase. GDP. It's funny. GDP. Big thing, right? Third quarter. The 19th trending thing. Below it is Credit Suisse. And above it is Raven, who apparently is departing some group. He's a K-pop star. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's a shame. That is a bummer right there. I don't know what to do. Do you cry? How's that work? Head on over to Google. See what's trending there. Oh, goodness me. Number one trending thing yesterday, Herschel Walker was trending. Jerry Lee Lewis died and came back to life. If you guys didn't hear... Somebody, I guess, called. He's really in a bad way. He's not kind of. Was it Tony Dow, producer Phil, that they said he died and then he wasn't, but he died like a day later? Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. He had a stroke. He's not done well over uh, the last 
several weeks. He couldn't even. He was just inducted into, I think, like the Country Music Writers Hall of Fame or something. He couldn't even go. He's in such a bad way. So, uh, but he did return to life for a little while. Uh, let's see. Elon Musk is uh, well. He's going to try his hand at Twitter. That should be final, I believe. Tomorrow, that will be final, is what they're saying. Uh, which will be very interesting to see the way that everybody at Twitter handles that because they're all freaking out. It's like we, they have letters that they've sent out there. We demand that you treat us with dignity. We demand that you do really nice things for us. We demand that you offer large severance packages to the people you're going to fire because the is he going to fire a ton of people? How real is that? That's one of the big things that's out there because you're hearing... Elon Musk plans to cut Twitter's workforce by 75 percent. The Post reporting on documents uh, detailing these plans to allegedly cut Twitter's workforce. We've been talking about whether or not Musk would make big changes, especially when it comes to staffing. Now, of course, the deal's not done yet. We're still waiting for that October 28th deadline for a deal to happen. But yeah, and if you didn't see yesterday, he showed up at Twitter. Uh, with a sink. <laughs> Comes walking into the Twitter offices and he's got just this porcelain sink. Uh, but there's demands from the, oh, you know, we demand this and we demand that. And, and you're just like, oh my God, who gets to do that? The reality that Musk will go ahead with his purchase is certainly sinking in. Users and media watchdogs worried Twitter could become even more of a free-for-all as Musk himself calls himself a free speech absolutist and promises to loosen rules about what can be said on the site and reversing bans on such former users, including former President Trump. Ah, but he's got truth social. <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, my Lord. This is this. Will be, I'm a free speech absolutist. One hundred percent. But if you're obviously if if violence is is going to be pushed out there that's a different story but if you just don't like somebody and you want to say you don't like them or whatever it is again that's that you should be you should be allowed to say that and 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 i'm fine with that i don't have to like it but free speech and the protections we have aren't for speech that you like they're for speech you don't people should learn that more often three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at chad benson shows your twitter coming up She's helping the homeless. She's got a heart of gold, and she's going to jail. Oh, wow. Talk about it. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That's me. You're you. Stay beautiful, people. Don't ever change unless, of course, you need to. Free speech. We were talking about free speech because apparently now Elon's like, ah, we're really not going to fire 75% of people. We're going to do 80%. Because <laughs> I've talked to a lot of you. You're all a bunch of idiots. No. What's going to happen with free speech? You know, producer Anthony he said, Chad, you should bring something. We've talked about it a thousand times. If you don't like something, you don't have to complain. Just don't you just don't engage. 
If I don't like a television show, not because it's offensive, what if it just sucks? I don't watch it. Okay. My life didn't change. But what about all the disinformation and misinformation? It's not my job to fix stupid. And I'm not talking about, you know, somebody who believes something that's real. They're misinformed. Remember, disinformation is you're doing this on purpose. I'm spreading the lie upon purpose. Sometimes people get stuff wrong, but you can actually make a decision to go, you know, I don't know if this is true. If you're that serious about something, I don't know if this is true. Maybe I should look it up or do my research. And even the best get it wrong once in a while. Yesterday I was talking, I, we were joking around on, on my local show, and I, and I know that Becky Lynn, who's our news uh, anchor, uh, she's from Tennessee. Love Becky Lynn. She's amazing. But she loves Southern rock and roll and country music. And I'm like, ah, oh, Jerry Lee just died. Well, TMZ got it wrong. I mean, he's going to die very soon. If you've seen him, it's, I, I got to be honest with you. I didn't even know he's alive. But uh, and a lot of people are listening right now going, oh, yeah, that's true. But nobody was harmed in the making of that oops. And every once in a while, you make a mistake. I make mistakes all the time. I get stuff wrong. I will. Why? Because I'm not perfect. There was one person, one person that was perfect. He was a carpenter who was Jewish. And yeah, we saw how that ended. So, but when it comes to free speech, how can you not? But well, what if it's, again, if it's advocating violence, it's a different thing. That's a different world if you're advocating violence. But if you're just an idiot, and it's funny, we worry about what somebody says, right? So think about this for a second. Oh, so-and-so, like yesterday, I was arguing with my on-air partner over Kanye saying all these anti-Semitic. Kanye is, it's got mental problems, all right? He is. He's in a manic spiral. Now, he may be anti-Semitic, but it's hard to find out what any what is going on for real with Kanye because of the fact that everybody knows he's got issues. He's been very forthright with that. How yesterday, after being fired by Adidas, what's he do? The shoe company Skechers making it clear it is not working with Kanye West. Skechers says in a statement that West showed up unannounced and without invitation at their corporate offices in Los Angeles. And he was escorted from the building. In the brief statement, the company pointed out twice that West was not invited. Earlier this week, Adidas ended its relationship with West over anti-Semitic comments he's made in recent weeks. Yeah, they had to escort him from the building. He's having an issue. Now, again, he may be. All of the things that they think he is, he's, he's anti-Semitic, he's evil, he's bad, maybe, I, 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 don't, I don't know what's in his heart, but I know he's, he's spiraling. More people are worried about, oh, we should suspend it from Twitter, or we should do this, that, and the other. Because of the things he said. Uh, well, you know, he did, you know, I'm coming DEFCON, you know, what's it mean? Okay. Yet, you can go on TikTok and Twitter and a bunch of stuff, and you could do the such and such challenge. What's the such and such challenge? Well, you stick a cone on your head. You eat two, you know, you, you drink a vial of detergent. Right? You ride a unicycle off a building. Oh, that's a great challenge. Wow. That's, I mean, that stuff is to more dangerous than, than the speech side of things. 
And if you can't figure it out for yourself, then you're either lazy, you don't care, or you're so sold for whatever it is that you're trying to misinformation, disinformation, or, or believe uh, that, that that's uh, you can't fix that. You can't. Shame. 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 Speaking of shame, did you hear what they did in Bullhead City? Bullhead City is a little, it's a little hamlet. <laughs> I say that jokingly. Uh, much like where I live, it's a bit of the dirt people. Uh, but it's out here in Arizona, about 100 miles from Vegas. And uh, they got this lady. Her story's going national because she's a great, just a super amazing woman. She's just, she probably is, right? Salt of the earth kind of person. Uh, but uh, she's doing something that they've asked her not to do and so uh... so i've made contact with the lady and a gentleman that was here my name is norma thornton i live in bullhead city arizona so i said well, what are you doing she goes i'm just uh, bringing the, the the transients some food they're hungry here's the bad news uh-oh you're under arrest i am yes i'm not out to hurt anybody this is an arrest you must go to court do not come back into the park and feed People, if you do, you will definitely spend the night in the jail. Oh my God, she's just doing the just she's doing God's work. Well, they passed an ordinance last year that you can't essentially feed homeless, right? You can't feed the homeless. You can't feed a group of people, in particular the homeless. Now you can have a party, right? And 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 you can bring pizza, but you can't feed the homeless and she's doing it at a park and they're finding certain things like fecal matter so those of you listening in you know southern california northern california seattle portland other big cities across the country who are seeing a massive rise in homelessness portland is it used to be, it was cute, right? There's some runaways and there's just a bunch of people that are just traveling through and they got their dog and they're, you know, they're going to get there. Now it is a nightmare. Talked about it this week. And I understand what she's trying to do. And the other thing is they're like, look, you're serving hot food. And as we know, in the today's world of regulations, you don't have a permit for that. Now, apparently, if you want to give out prepackaged food at a certain area, if she wanted to do this in her house. She could. She wanted to do this in a parking lot of a church and they were okay with it. She could. But they don't want her to at the homeless because people are complaining. And I would too. No, I can't let my little four-year-old daughter go across the street with her bigger sisters to play in the park because there are men over there doing things. There's somebody taking a crap. There are people fornicating over there. No, we can't. And the argument is always, and they're not the homeless, Chad. They're unhoused. No, these people are homeless. Mental illness, drugs. Addicts? Yes, 100%. What came first, the mental illness or the drugs? Maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. Maybe you were trying to, you had some mental problems and you were trying to numb your life. Maybe uh, that, but what I do know is what has happened With homelessness across this country is insane. Oregon is getting ready potentially to elect a Republican governor. I was 11 when they last had a Republican governor. Think about that. Why? One of the big reasons? Homelessness. Spike in crime. I understand what she's trying to do. She's trying to do something 
nice. I had a restaurant for a very long time, and I worked restaurant work for quite a bit. A friend of mine had been volunteering, making food for the homeless, and asked me would I please be interested in, in uh, serving food one day a week. And I found it very exciting, and so volunteered. This gave me purpose, kind of spiraled to doing more and more. And that's great. There are shelters at Bullhead City. You can go to those shelters, and I'm sure they would love to have you come and volunteer and work and cook. And they probably, in a lot of these shelters, we were, you know, I've been to the St. Mary's shelter here in Phoenix. And I get tons of pushback. I'm already getting on Twitter. What a POS I am. What a horrible person I am. And, 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 and all of that. Fine, fine. But having come from the places I've come from, having seen the things I've seen, having understood what the homeless industrial complex is, where isn't it amazing that it always seems to get worse? Growing up in Southern California, my friends would come over from Europe, and they, one of the things they'd say is, dude, we're Skid Row. Wait a minute, you're Danish. How do you know about Skid Row? Where are all the wackadoos, weirdos, and, 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 and crazies that live on the streets? It's not what you want to be known for. And she's doing a great job. Look, these guys didn't want to arrest her, but, oh, it was they did give her a warning. Nine months this went on. I don't know what else you're supposed to do. It's not like they tasered her, but they weren't thrilled. Finally, the day came to come and talk to the prosecutor, and then they would set a date for criminal, <laughs> criminal court so i think this is a pr nightmare but okay yeah yeah so she's suing them back they've dropped the charges but she's suing them because she wants them to get rid of the the rules but here's the unintended consequences that we we that we always seem to forget right whether it's free speech but if i get to get rid of his speech uh or her speech because you don't like it what if they don't like your speech well it's not the same well the unintended consequences somebody may come for you you doing what you're doing, while it seems nice, for many of these people, it's, as they have said, that the mayor and the police chief, you're enabling them. You're giving them food, and it seems like a good, but, you, but you, what you're doing is you're keeping them in the same, well, I don't, why would I need to get a job? Why would I need to do any of these things? You think they like living like this? I think they're mentally ill, and they're on drugs. Are there some people out there that, yes, they just like hanging out, not having responsibility, There's a few. Oh, there's some, and, th- and then they get the, oh, but it's, as everybody around here, as we got into a big argument with this yesterday, here in the radio station, people were mad at me. First of all, they're unhoused. They're not unhoused. Right? You try, Trying to change and soften the language. How have we seen that over the years? Tough love. You know? But enabling them is cruel. That's what it is. And all it does is damage everything around there. The neighbors are like, there's trash everywhere. There are people crapping in the park. Don't want to let your kids go over there. That's not what you want. So your good deed, while it makes you feel good, you're not there to pick up the rest of the stuff. And that's that's the reality of it. Sucks. It does. 
But when I hear it's, oh, it's just about this person and they're just, they're unhoused. This is not a single mom who fell on some hard times because her boyfriend was an a-hole or, 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 you know, the dad lost the jobs. They had some medical debt piling up and, 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 and some of that. This is not one of those things where, because 99.99% of you listening right now, if you lost everything today, you'd still have a place to stay. You'd still have people around you. These people don't. And a lot of the reason is, is because they burned every bridge. And if you gave them a house today, it would be a mess by tomorrow, if they'd even stay there. Oh. She's pissed. She's angry. I understand. Some people have enough food to survive. And I can't even imagine living in this country and being hungry. To be told that you cannot feed the hungry, regardless of, of what the circumstances are, is sad, but it makes me really, really angry, to put it bluntly. And if you were the only person doing it, I think it would be different. But like they said, we have shelters everywhere and we're trying to encourage everybody, send them to the shelters. So not only can they get fed, they can get the opportunity to reach out and get the help they need. But remember, so many of these shelters come with what? They come with rules and responsibilities if you're going to take advantage of it. And what don't they want to do? Follow rules and responsibilities. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter Tweet at us, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. You will love Rough Greens. It's a free bag. I'm going to send it to you. And by me, I mean the, the company of Rough Greens, the canine Vita Smart. Uh, Dr. Dennis Black is going to send it. You cover the cost of shipping. It's a few bucks. Uh, you're going to have the supplement. You put it right on top of your dog's food. You're going to love it. Uh, it was developed by Dr. Dennis Black, who was a Vietnam-era you know, helicopter pilot. This guy's done all kinds of stuff. I mean, he was a decorated soldier, and here's a guy who was a Green Beret, and, and he has done so many different things. Then he became a naturopathic doctor over a quarter of a century ago, and he's focused on the health and well-being by using amazing things like Omega-3, 6, 9, all this incredible stuff. And his love of animals, he, he put it all together, and that's when he came up with with Canine Vita Smart. Try it now for free. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. Watch what it can do for your dog's health and well-being. It's amazing. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. In person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. Twitter users get ready for the era of Elon Musk. The billionaire mogul tweeted his reasons for buying the networking site, writing it's important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence, adding it cannot become a free-for-all hellscape. Musk also clarified his thoughts on Twitter ads, saying they must be relevant to the lives of Twitter users. He ended his post by saying, let us build something extraordinary together. Musk is close to finalizing his purchase of Twitter for $44 billion after trying to walk away from the deal. Yeah, it's his now, I guess. It's official. Everyone hide. Everyone hide. 
It's funny. Everybody, uh, people are going, it, it, it's one of the reasons I guess he really got into this was uh, the Babylon Bee. If you guys don't know what the Babylon Bee is, hilarious. And uh, they, uh, well, they, they, they were pulled off for, for something that was stupid. Right. You know, I mean, I, we got fat. We ran like on Facebook. Together. It's a perfect example of insanity. The Onion, the Babylon Bee. We posted something that was funny. It's it's there. It's humor. Right. These are not real things. And we got fact checked and they blurted out, said, you know, this this con it, it, it doesn't contain real information or whatever. And it was crazy. And uh, Seth Dillon just uh, tweeted, the Babylon Bee was tossed in Twitter jail seven months ago uh, for a joke that referred to an adult male as a man. We could have restored our account at any time by deleting the tweet, but we refused. It was the right call. Never censor yourself and never apologize for speaking truth. A freaking men. Amen. A freaking men. Never apologize. Speak a little truth tonight. Football. Give me my pick for tonight. The Ravens. They're going to crush the Buccaneers. God, the Buccaneers are horrible. I think Tom Brady wishes, man, I should have stayed with Giselle and I should have retired. That's the truth. I spoke it right there, kids. I did. I did. I did. I did. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson tell you what so blessed to be in this country so blessed to to be alive and to be here greatest time in the history of mankind right now and we live in the greatest country of all time but we 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 have this fraction of of what's going on in our life we're, we're fractured somewhat right the right the left the whole nine yards and there's a generational thing too the older the younger uh, you know, the young now are, are worried about everything, that life is, uh, is is evil and bad. And, you know, you've got uh, people coming out going uh, like uh, the U.S. Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy, coming out, talking about uh, the 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 impact of our of our workplace and, and, and mental health and 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 stress. That stress that people experience in the workplace, when it's chronic in particular or when it's severe, it can have a real impact both on our mental and physical health. The flip is that if you actually have an investment in mental health and well-being in the workplace, that not only helps the worker, but it actually helps workplaces by improving productivity, by improving employee retention, enhancing creativity in the workplace. So this is really a win-win. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to go to a place that sucks, right? Nobody wants that. But you have options. The thing is you're not forced to do it. You have options in this country to go, I don't want to do this. I want to do something else. But to think that it is the employer's job, if you will, 
to make your life happy and healthy and amazing and incredible and all of the things is insane. Mr. Murdy continues. Five key essentials that we lay out focus on protecting employees from harm, helping build community and social. When I heard this yesterday, by the way, that came out, uh, it was a toxic work environment. My first thought was, oh, you mean like people work at chemicals and stuff like that? No, 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 no. Remember, this is this is first world stuff. Right here and the the softening of 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 our peeps social connection recognizing when people are connected to each other they're much more productive and creative uh, third focusing on growth in the work fourth making sure that people know that they are valued that their work matters and that they matter finally focusing on work-life harmony for too many people the line between work and non-work time is too blurry they don't have time to take off when their children are ill or when they have an acute emergency themselves all right, those are all those are the things you got to make sure you got to do and, and 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 all of those things work life balance and you, you know and hey, look it's good to get an attaboy once in a while right we can all admit that and i've worked for a lot of bad bosses and i've worked for a lot of good bosses but when i was growing up i never once thought my boss needs to figure out how to make me happy no thomas soul right i think he was he said it you know you're not guaranteed happiness in life it's about that guaranteed pursuit of happiness that's what it should be about And I bring this up because if you've not seen it, and it's pretty much going everywhere, a Kentucky coal miner got home, promised to take his kids, his family, to the basketball game. Yeah, it was a a Kentucky practice game. And it was his son's first basketball experience, and he promised his son that. Why am I talking about that? Because he's sitting there. With all of his coal miner gear on, completely covered in coal from head to toe. Because he promised his kid he was going to do that. Do you think that guy loves going down deep into the mines, breathing in crap that's horrible? You know what he loves? Taking care of his family. That's what he loves to do. That's the priority. You're not promised happiness. Well, there are toxic workplaces. There are. He actually works in one. You upset because the person next to you put a poster up that you didn't like. You're upset because, oh, this person over here said something that you didn't like in a conversation that you weren't involved with over something that is not offensive to 99% of the people. And now you feel unsafe. Or I go to work and my boss makes lots of money and I feel like he's not giving back or she's not giving back and they're not being better people. And I want to do something that makes my heart sing. It's a bunch of crap. It is. It's a bunch of crap. But that's where we have gotten to in this day and age. That we need to cater to people. In particular, a younger generation who, quite frankly, has had no real adversity when they should have. And mom and dad have fixed pretty much everything. And if it wasn't mom and dad, it was the recess teacher or referee. It was your professor. It's crazy. I sit here and shake my head at times and think to myself... Wow. 
all of this great opportunity, and yet here we are. You know, you need to do something to make your life happy and fulfilled and sync. You don't have to do that strictly through your work. You realize that. You want to you go and, and you want to give your time and energy outside, you can. If you want to go work at a nonprofit, you can. All of those things are real. But your job pays you to come there and do something, <laughs> right? Like you're not going there without them paying you. How many people understand that? A younger generation. You older generation, you do. You Gen Xers, you do. The older millennials, by the way, I saw a new uh, poll out yesterday. A very interesting poll about what we think about in real life as opposed to public and how behind closed doors, we have much different view on a lot of things. But their biggest finding is, out of all of this, is the older millennials are becoming more conservative because of the things we talk about all the time, which is they have responsibilities, homeownership, cars, I mean, homeownership, children, you know, uh, uh, you know, careers changes a lot of things. I hope so. And the funny thing is they're the ones who drew who drove this crazy progressive movement and, and everybody gets everything. And, and it's about it's about equity. It's not about equality. It's about all of these things. And oh, I want to do something that makes my heart sing and everything's a toxic work environment. And blah, 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 blah. All that being said, they're becoming more conservative because they realize, wow, we were sold a bag of goods and there was nothing in it. We opened it up and it was a brick with uh, life is uh, going to kick you in the nuts. And in case of emergency, take this brick out and uh, and break it into uh, smash the window of responsibility and grab some. Three, two, three, five, three, eight, twenty four, twenty three at Chad Benson show is your Twitter tweet at us. It's so funny. Those like, am I responsible for your happiness? Remember when you were younger and it was like like they would say, well, you're responsible for yourself and your own happiness. Right. Like somebody can't make you happy. Are we going to get to that point in relationships now? Because now we want our jobs to make us happy, but I'm married to somebody or I'm dating someone or, uh, and they don't make me happy. They don't make my heart sing. No, you're in charge of your happiness, your contentment. Your job is in charge of making sure that you get paid and that they do their thing so you can continue to get paid while you do your thing to help them get there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Got some uh, tweets because we were talking about the homeless uh, lady earlier. Not the homeless lady. The lady was feeding the homeless. To who, Chad? I know. I said that all the time. Everybody gets mad at me. Uh, remember that movie? Uh, God, what was that movie? Lake Placid. Betty, De- uh, Betty White was one of the stars in it. It was about the giant, huge uh, crocodile that was eating everybody. Right. I think it was uh, Bridget Fonda. Years have not been kind. And uh, it was a funny uh, movie because she she was feeding little crocodiles and they became giant crocodiles <laughs> and they were eating people. But uh, y- you don't feed. The homeless in public. And we went over this. Because not that you go to services that are supplied, you go to certain areas away from certain areas where a lot of the homeless that are going to show up are are going to be the people that let's just say they have mental health issues and they have drug issues. Bumps and junkies, 
as uh, Armstrong and Getty would like to say, my, 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 my radio buddies, right? They are, they are people that have become professional at camping and surviving. And, you know, a lot of people pissed off because I talked to, you know, this lady got arrested. That's a bad PR move because she was feeding the homeless and she just wants to do something nice. It's not about that. It's not about that. It's not. It's about where you're doing it and what happens. And the people that hate are amazing because it is an industrial complex that comes after you because they're, they want to talk about all the successes they've had with the homeless. Let's get something different. The unhoused, as they try to change it, is not the same as we're talking about the people that live on, on streets 24-7 who are drug addicted. People who, who've fallen on some hard times, not because of drugs or mental illness, but because of some bad luck. Those people bounce back. But a lot of the people you see out there who are living on the streets, who have no want to do anything other than what they're doing, and that no matter how many times you supply them with opportunities, are going to turn those down, they're not the same people. Got a lot of your tweets. We'll get to some of those as well. Uh, Mike Lyon's going to join us. Are we getting closer and closer to now a dirty bomb followed by a tactical nuke followed by something else? A lot of stuff to get to. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The same numbers, yes. I actually play my grandmother's age, birthday, her death day, rest in peace or so. Ah, Powerball, $800 million now. No winner last night, uh, heading towards that billion number. It's about time to start throwing in a couple bucks, kids. We got it, right? The fever is back. Lotto fever, lotto fever. Woo! Lotto fever! Help my family, help people start businesses, invest, absolutely. Um, send my girls off to college. Or, or, or hide. Hide. Help the people you want to help. Take care of all your business and hide. How many times do we have to tell you? If you're listening to this program, you know what you have to do. You have to get yourself set up in such a way that when you go off grid, not only are you taken care of and you take care of the people you want to take care of, but you hide because uh, people aren't going to be interested in you uh, for anything other than your money. Whenever I hear people talk about, you know, uh, money is uh, the root of all evil, I say, first of all, you're using that wrong. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, and secondly, and uh, I've got friends who are ridiculously successful, like successful on a level that most people who are multimillionaires will never, ever dream of. And they always tell me, you know, uh, you know, people say, ah, you, you change when you get that. You don't change in, in the way that people think. Meaning, if you're a jerk, you're still going to be a jerk. You'll just be a bigger jerk. If you're a really nice person, you're still going to be a nice person. You'll be a really nice person. You know what changes? People around you. Because they no longer see you as whatever you were before. Right? If you're a jerk, they're now a jerk with money, and that's going to make you even more evil. And if you're a nice person, well, you're just lucky and 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 that's a good thing because you deserve it. But could I? Everybody else looks at you as a different person 
because you got dollar bills. That's why you got to hide. That's all we're saying, kids. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. We're going to get a little deep here with Mike Lyons coming up in a minute because what is going on in Ukraine with Russia? There is just this sinking feeling, I think, for a lot of people out there that something about to go down. Something big, something ugly. And it is it it is scary the potential of what may be coming. I'm serious. And 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 this kind of stuff right here. In a video shared by a Ukrainian journalist, you can see what appear to be Russian soldiers complaining that they don't have the basic tools to survive. That's the front line just over there. They sent us here without any training, without anything at all. They've been f***ing us around constantly, our division, the Kantamir division. We don't have any training or supplies, and our guys showed up in their own uniforms, paid for with their own money. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Hey, guys, we're going to send you to war. Now, uh, did you guys bring the $500 we asked you so you could purchase all your goods? <laughs> what? Yeah. It's, 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 we knew that he was sending cannon fodder over there. And that's exactly what these people are this cannon fodder. They're sending people over there to die. But to hear them say they got nothing, they had to buy their own equipment. It is. It shows you the lack of respect for life people like Putin and Xi and a lot of these other dictators and authoritarians around the world have. We freak out over the littlest thing. They have a lack of feelings for human beings. And it, that, that famous saying by Stalin, the death of one is a tragedy, the death of a million is a statistic, shows you the mindset of them. And it's interesting to think that, you know, it's like, I, I believe that, you know, with you, you look and see that what happened in Afghanistan and our soldiers dying, right? And the pullout and how horrible it was and how upset the country and, 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 and people were pissed and angry. Their leadership is sending people they know are going to die. They're sending them to die, making them pay for their own uniforms and as that's happening, do you think that he's just, you know, going to go to, you know, wherever they're going to in Moscow, land the planes to take the dead soldiers off if indeed they do get back so he can mourn them? He doesn't give a rat's ass. We have no weapons, no ammo mags, no grenades, no belt pouches, no food. No water. It's absolute hell. Who the hell knows? Long live the damn Russian army. Uh, that is not a glowing, you know, it's not be all you can be. That's for sure. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Shows you how amazing our life is, right? We're talking about somebody winning a Powerball, hopefully for a billion dollars, and they have to buy their own uniforms as they go to die. Uh, we're going to talk more about this. The dirty bomb. What is it? How desperate are they? Uh, as Kershaw looks like this could be the place where the big fall comes before the potential of Crimea. And that's where the real desperation, I think, would come from. Mike Lyon's going to join the program straight ahead. This is the Chad Benson Show. The 
Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. This is all surprised the world. Even some of Ukraine's allies were surprised by Ukraine's resolve and now by Ukraine's counteroffensive that continues to take back the country. And Ukrainian forces are now set to make a big move to try to reclaim the strategically important city of Kherson. This was the first major city taken by the Russians and now one of the only ones still under the Kremlin's control. Yeah, uh, Jake Tapper, who, by the way, I still think CNN does the absolute best job when it comes to what's going on over in Ukraine. Joining us now is a guy who's on CNN quite a bit, and he's been our uh, guy from the beginning, retired uh, major from the Army, and, of course, our, our military analyst, Mike Lyons. And, Mike, uh, the offensive is on. Uh, they are making their moves, and they are feeling like not only is this uh, theirs to, to win – it's the question is, how long can the Russians hold on before they get so desperate they do something insane? Right. And and what they have is the tactical advantage right now, um, based on where troops are aligned in the by the Dnepro River. That's a major obstacle for Russia and Ukraine on some level, because if Russia decides to come to the the eastern side of that, then it becomes a natural boundary or border for them that they'll be easily able to defend that that town Kherson is on the western side of the river so it was easier for Ukraine to take back but as you look on a map you know the the military guys and the map guys are looking at the map saying wow we can take this this offensive your Ukraine you can kind of cut Russian forces in half surround 10 to 20,000 troops on on the let's say the western side of that and then leave the rest of the Russian military towards uh, the the Donbass region um you could have 10 to 20,000 potentially surrender i mean how how would that go over uh in in you know Russia with regard to how the fight's going so so on the ground things are going well for ukraine but i still think there's still a significant amount of risk coming and it's got a lot to do with ukraine's inability to defend their airspace yeah, which is you've talked about that. You still are shocked, right, that they aren't just crushing the the Ukrainians with their with the with their military might, if you will, through through the air. Because, like you said, the first thing that we do is what we control the air. Right. Yeah, we, we've had air superiority in every battle we've ever fought since the Korean War. Everyone. So. Um, and but now this it, Russia has now brought introduced these drones, the Ukra- Iranian drones. They're unmanned. They fly low and slow. They're kamikaze. They're de- being deployed in waves and swarms. They're reaching into eastern Ukraine. They're threatening Kiev. They're not targeting the military. They're targeting energy and infrastructure. And winter is coming. And while the U.S. can symbolically send two or three of these air defense platforms to Ukraine to try to help out. It's just there's just not enough of them. And they're, they're easily defeated because they're just easily overwhelmed. It's the kind of Middle Eastern Lebanon, you know, in Israel uh, technology there. There's only so many things you can kind of shoot down because all it takes is one or two to get through those those air defense systems. And I think 
frankly, this is a new front in the war. And Russia is starting to recognize they have some, some advantage in here. And they combine the drones with the missile technology, this, the land-based surface-to-surface missiles. And they're starting to damage Ukraine when it comes to infrastructure. And again, that's going to lead to lights out for the winter and, and no heat. And, pe- and people yeah, are going to starve and it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Talking to Mike Lyons, our military analyst, and they're hitting their power grids hard. I mean, that's obviously the 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 one thing that they're figuring out is let's just make it so this winter is not just cold, it's deadly. Yeah, and, and, and Russia is going to continue to Russia. We've talked about this every time. They're, they're, it's in their DNA to just wreck the place. They're, they're going to flatten it. They're not they're go back a thousand years in, in how they operate. Uh, two days ago, Vladimir Putin uh, held a meeting with other Commonwealth of Independent States, which is code for old, you know, new, uh, you know, Warsaw Pact countries, let's say, and you know, new school Warsaw Pact countries, and said it, Ukraine has lost its sovereignty. There, there's no language on their side whatsoever that's saying that they're willing to start some kind of negotiation or ceasefire. Um, they're still at total war. They're going after civilians. They're going after infrastructure. They're not stopping anytime soon, and they're they're at least going to let this thing go for six or eight months, get through the wintertime, uh, see what else comes in from the West and just hope they can hold on in the South. So, so while Jake Tapper is right, and if you're a military guy, you're, you're seeing all the advantages that Ukraine is doing, but at some point they're going to run out of offensive capability as well, because it's much easier on the defense and, and Russia will just dig in. I want you to take a listen to this. And I think a lot of people need to hear, uh, you know, we talk about Russia being Russia. This is a perfect example, though, of, I think, how Russia thinks about its people uh, and, and it's just numbers. In a video shared by a Ukrainian journalist, you can see what appear to be Russian soldiers complaining that they don't have the basic tools to survive. That's the front line just over there. They sent us here without any training, without anything at all. They've been f***ing us around constantly, our division, the Kantamir division. We don't have any training or supplies, and our guys showed up in their own uniforms, paid for with their own money. Yeah, that's uh, not going to be a win if you're just sending people to to die. But that's kind of been their M.O., right? Like the old Stalin saying, a death of one is tragic, death of a million is a statistic. They don't care about numbers, so they're going to throw the numbers at it. But the people at home have to start caring, you would think, at some point in time. You would think if human nature is what it is and you would see some kind of implosion, but it, it hadn't happened in history. We, we we continue to project Western values onto this that just aren't there. We find these pockets of Russian soldiers complaining, but for every one of those guys, there are nine other guys that are just, just show up, shut up, put their head down because if they know if they don't do what they're told, if they decide to you know go backwards at any level, they're going to get shot in the back. So. It, it is um, it is part of their again part of their DNA unfortunately and and um, it's it's not matching with you know 21st century morality and 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 the like and and what we want the world to look like but I and this is why I continue to think that if Russia can take let's say they can use this time the next six to eight months to even get one division sized unit twenty thousand soldiers if they if they decided to get with Belarus for example. And train up twenty to thirty thousand soldiers. It could really impact the battle, um, and that. But that would happen six to eight months from now. The question is whether Russia's got that kind of time to do it. Speaking of that kind of time, uh, how much time do 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 they have getting our stuff? Because we have this weird world again, where you've got uh, r- lots of 
you know, the Tucker Carlson's of the world and and several prominent mm-hmm. Republicans are like, we're just not going to give him a blank check and we're going to cut stuff back. And then you've got, you know, the Democrats, the progressives sent a letter and then they pulled it back and said, we're sorry, you know, saying, hey, progressive yeah. idea ideas aren't warmongering. And then they pulled it back like, well, maybe it is because the right doesn't want to. Where are we with that? Because that's interesting, this fight that we have in, in our politics of uh, maybe we should fund them, maybe we shouldn't fund them. It's it's not our war. It's it's an odd time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that progressive letter that got sent to the president was similar to that. Remember that movie Independence Day when all those people went up to the roof of the hotel in Los Angeles yes. and held up signs? We want peace. It's going to be great. And next thing you know, they were vaporized, right? So, so again, Russia, we, we have to recognize their, you know, assumptions and what they're saying and they want the place flattened and, and that, that, you know, there's no negotiation with them based on what they're saying right now. So the assumptions in that progressive letter are just so out of touch with reality, which is why someone finally whispered to them and said, uh, this is, you got to pull this back quickly. And it, again, it didn't get the embarrassment that it should have had because it was so ridiculous in, in its proposal. Um, but, but, so, you know, Ukraine won't survive, though, without industrial support from the West, period, full stop. Just again, look at history. Russia has got four, four X, four times in people and capacity and the machine and, and tanks behind the Ural Mountains. They just they're not going to stop. And the economic statecraft really hasn't st- started yet because they don't seem to be suffering from there. The, the, the only way it stops is China tells them to stop. They tell their, you know, their client state to kind of it's time to negotiate this thing. But from an individual country perspective, it's not there yet. I I, I don't see that necessarily the, the check has already been written. We, we've given enough. The, the, there's so much money that has been allocated to Ukraine right now. They can't even spend it in the next two years. So whether the the, the, the Republicans take over, it, it really won't matter. Now, go back to the assembly lines. The issue right now is, you know, Ukraine air defense platforms are taking precedent over United States orders. The, the, the military, the army's ordered 50 of these same air defense platforms that we're trying to send to Ukraine. So what what about those? What about our air defense platform? What about, you know, U.S. military security? Th- those are the questions I think politicians have to answer if we're going to put other countries security interests over ours. And I think that's that's the main issue. All right, let's get to the biggest elephant in the room. Uh, They've done their usual. Hey, these people are going to drop a a dirty bomb, which means, which is code for we're going to do it, but nobody in the real world buys any of this stuff. Uh, Explain to everybody what a dirty bomb is, and and are we getting to that point? Because Kershaw feels like a dirty bomb. Uh, Tactical nuke feels like you get too close to Crimea. Am Am I wrong about that? That's 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 probably where it's going in that um, Crimea is their Alamo. They have to have it. And um, you, know, you see Elon Musk trying to negotiate that from the beginning. That That's that's going to be their Alamo for, for sure. And they're going to do whatever they have. And it's got the, the advantage of where it sits from a geography perspective in that they could defend right up to it with, you know, on, on the Black Sea and, and there and the like a dirty bomb. That That is just nothing more than either a temporary or perhaps permanent chemical other other scorched earth weapon system that is designed to inflict terror on the population maybe it's one of the larger conventional ammunitions and that goes off and and again this from russia's perspective this is total war they're not fighting military units they're going after civilians they don't kind of care so a dirty bomb all it does is render that area you know inhabitable for x amount of days weeks months or whatever if it's nuclear it's potentially a lot longer than that 
um, the question is, you know, wh what's the target? Anytime someone says something, I, I say to me, what's the target? Um, there's only so much you can do in a city like Kherson. It'll it'll impact a, a small portion of it. But to say a dirty bomb takes that city out is just not a good assumption. Uh, last question. Uh, obviously, Putin's we, we're not quite sure where he's at mentally. I saw that y Yevgeny uh, Prigozhin has who is the guy who heads up the Wagner group about the only group or the only people in uh, you know, over there right now who have any real experience. Uh, uh, and he has gone after mm -hmm. uh, Putin basically face to face said, dude, this is not working. You guys are failing. Uh, and, you know, Shoigu and these guys, these people who are running everything they're They're steering you wrong. This is going to get away from you fast. Uh, he's right, isn't he? No, he likely is. And they're enduring a, you know, the, the brunt of this. And, you know, the Wagner group are mercenaries. They, they, they travel around. They, they, don't necessarily claim to have affiliation to Russia. That's all nonsense, obviously. But um, but but you know what we've learned from this whole military escapade or whatever they're calling it, special military operation, is that all decisions get made at the top by one guy. And whenever any of the Russian foreign ministers come out and say anything good or bad, it doesn't matter. So I, nothing's going to change his mind. I think that I think that Vladimir Putin is now. In the long game, you know, Russia is only warming up, you know, pick your pick your your phrase. But uh, they're not they're not going to let this winter go by without inflicting as much pain as they possibly can on Ukraine. And and they might lose. They might end up, you know, but but for them, losing might just be um, taking the Donbass and having a greater hold, building a wall between them. I, I've read that those reports that the potential of a wall going up. That That's really the next step. It's it's what it's creating a harder boundary between those those four oblasts in the south that um, that separate Ukraine from Russia and whether or not Russia will defend them. Crazy times we live in, my friend. Uh, love having you on, Mike Lyons, military analyst. Uh, uh, as always, we'll speak to you next week. And thanks so much, brother. Thanks, Chad. Thanks for having me. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Remember, for all the stuff we talk about today, the, 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 the work, the Twitter, the toxicity of work and, and the elections, uh, one bomb goes sideways, and uh, we are not talking about any of that stuff. There will be only one story. And uh, I still feel like, and I think everybody, this is the biggest story in the world. Well, it's not the biggest story right now for us. In the world, it is. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. My pillow is for kale bedsheets. Uh, for sale. You have a chance to get those right now. They're just $40. You get deep discounts on every single thing you can think of. Check out the slippers. Oh, they're incredible. They've got the amazing towels. And, you know, as it starts to get cold, those slippers make great gifts as well. But 40 bucks for these. They got buy one, get one on all kinds of great things at the uh, mypillow.com slash Benson area. So check it all out. You can get 16 money back guarantees. And what I love about them is their their stuff is incredible. I have the slippers. Now that it's warmer, I will probably, because uh, they're like shoes, I'll probably wear those in. I have my percale bed sheets. I've got my mattress topper. Uh, you guys get what I'm saying here. It's awesome. Right now, I'll get deep discounts on everything. And the percale bed sheets is $40 right now. Get yours by going to MyPillow.com slash Benson. That's MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. It is number three today in your countdown of horror movies. That's straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say woo! You guys ready? On your mark, get set. 
You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. Beware the moonlights. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. What an excellent day for an exorcism. I am Dracula. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? It is number three in our countdown today. It is Jaws. I love the movie. Steven Spielberg was not supposed to be the first director. Took it on. 100 days late, over budget, shot in Martha's Vineyard, a nightmare, but it gave us amazement. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. Oh. <laughs> so incredible. Loved it. Again, Spielberg was not supposed to be the first director in Jaws. Uh, that was supposed to be Dick Richards. But he kept referring to the shark as a whale. So they decided, you know what, we're going to get rid of this guy. And they brought in Spielberg. Supposed to be a Christmas movie release, uh, but that didn't happen. It became arguably the start of what they call the summer blockbuster. Authored by Peter Benchley, who also was a reporter in the movie, a little cameo. Uh, it was incredible, to say the least. First of all, out of all of these things that we talk about, this is the one that actually does happen because, well, sharks. Yeah, that's right, sharks. By the way, how wacky was it at the beginning of this? The original plot as far as what they were going to do for the shark is we'll just train a great white shark. <laughs> that didn't work. Instead, they had Bruce, which is the name of Spielberg's attorney, which is a mechanical shark. That's what they went with. The movie was a massive blockbuster. 100 days over filmed because it took forever and a day. That doesn't include reshoots that he did himself. The music Spielberg thought it was a joke when uh, John Williams, you know, did it. Mm, he thought it was a joke. But at the end of all of this, we had the first summer blockbuster and a movie that all of us, when it's on, will go, oh, you know what? It just started. I'm not going to watch this because it's Jaws and it's awesome. Number three on your scary movie countdown, Jaws. This is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.